Amen. Let me just take two seconds and just finalize about Peter walking into his storm. Did you get that? He's, Jesus is right in the middle of your storm waiting for you. But when Peter went, it says his eyes were on Jesus and he stepped out of the boat and walked towards Jesus. However, the storm was still in his mind. It was still in his thoughts and he looked, he took his eyes off of Jesus and he started looking at the storm. Yeah. Now Jesus was right there with him because Jesus said, come join me. And they, it said they walked back and got into the boat. So this can happen because it's still in our mind. But when we get the revelation that Jesus wants you out of the storm, he said, I came that you might have life in the middle of a storm. Amen. Because he's, I just love that. He's in our storms. We're, we're looking in the wrong places. We're looking for a person. Or are we, are we, are we run to church sometime and Jesus is saying, I'm right in the middle of your storm. Amen. Acknowledge it and go into it. Amen? Amen. Amen. That was the first sermon. <laughs> I want you to open your Bibles again. Do you love the Word of God? Yes. I'm telling you, it's so rich. It's so, uh, I'm standing here today really because of the revelation of the word of God when I wasn't even looking for it. I was a nominal Christian. I threw a couple of bucks in the offering plate. We'd go if we didn't have anything else to do. That was my Christianity. Minding my own business but somehow the Lord dropped a scripture on the floor at my house. It was a little like a fortune cookie. Everybody know what a fortune cookie is? Well, it was like that. It was just a little scripture. And I saw it, and so I picked it up. And it said Romans 8, 31. Now, I'm saying that to say how revolutionary the Word of God can be in our lives. Because see, I wasn't even looking for it. I was drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette. That's what I was doing when I saw that piece of paper on the floor. Romans 8, 31. This is all it said. If God be for you, who can be against you? God came into the room. The room turned white. I felt the presence of God. I fell to the floor. I put my beer down, put my cigarette out. I fell out on the floor and started weeping because uh, I was in the presence of God. Amen. Went to bed that night. I got up the next morning. Jesus walked out to my car with me. I opened the passenger side door. Jesus stepped in. I took his robe. I picked it up and laid it across his lap. And he and I went, I was a salesman, and we went out to make calls. It, it, I called on people at 7 o'clock in the morning. You don't really want to see an insurance salesman at 7 o'clock in the morning. But that was me. 
and we'd get ready to walk into a, a office building and Jesus was right there and he said, he'd nudge me. He'd say, I'm for you. A scripture. That's what a scripture can do. I'm praying that'll happen. If it hadn't happened to you, it's going to happen today. When a scripture changes your life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Romans 10, 9 through uh, 10. I'm so glad Pastor Michelle was talking about getting people saved. If you confess your sins, if you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, I, I like to say this. Let me see your Bible, Mike. This, this Bible written, it took 1,500 years to put this together. Three continents, three languages, and God orchestrated it that it be put together from Genesis to Revelations. And the simplest of phrases to have all that's in that book become yours. Every tittle. And we get to Romans and it says, if you confess, if you confess, if you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You know, it doesn't talking about going to church. It doesn't talking about tithing. It doesn't talking about mowing your yard, being nice to your neighbors. Don't drink too much if you're going to drink. It just says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, so what, what if I don't feel like it? Well, it has nothing to do with feelings. When we understand the power that's in the name of Jesus and that we patele bahashe mihito kombro shatai He died and gave you the power to use and invoke his name. So all we have to do, Genesis to Revelation, is to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that God raised him from the dead. Let's repeat this. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. Now, folks, that's the beginning of a life in Christ. Because see, once, once, because once we say that, 
We are in Christ. The old man that you walked in here with died. The old man died. And now I'm a new creature in, not outside, not down the street, in Christ. Why? Because I confessed with my mouth and I believed in my heart. Wow. First John. First John 1, 9 through 10. To me, this is, this is so powerful. First John 9, 10. If we confess with my tongue, if I confess out of my mouth, Jesus forgives me of my sins. Now that ought to make you jumping. This name of Jesus that hung on a cross, and we, we sang it a while ago, that cross was for sinners, not for good people. Jesus did not come for good people. Amen. Jesus loves sinners. Because he said several times, he'll leave 99 good folk and go chase, apprehend that one that got away. Pursue. He pursues us in our sins. When we are the ugliest, the dirtiest, he pursues us. And what he's saying is, whatever it takes, Whatever it takes for me to get to them, I'm going to do it. Wow. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Amen. Next verse says, and if we confess that we have not sinned, we lie. I don't like this next part. And we make God out to be a liar. I asked a man at my club one time, we were talking, and he asked me about, guys, I hate to say it, but a person was living in sin. And he said, uh, he said, are they going to hell for what they're doing? And I said, no. They're going to hell because they're lying about it. And when they lie about it, it makes God's word a lie. If we confess, there was a lady, and you don't have to turn there, was a lady, it's in Mark 5. This accounting says about a lady, it says she heard about Jesus. I don't know what she heard, but it must have been it must have been good. She heard about Jesus. Her hearing 
about Jesus caused a confession to come forth out of her belly. Because she was 12 years of losing blood out of her body, 12 years. I'd say she had very little blood left. 12 years, she had been bleeding. She'd been to every doctor. She had spent all of her money. But she heard about Jesus. Here comes her confession. She heard about Jesus and she heard that he was in town. (laughs) And she made this confession. Confession, how powerful is our confession? Oh, either good or for bad. Our confession either brings life or our confession brings death. And she said, she said it out loud and she heard herself. You know, there's, a, there's inward ears and then there's these ears. She, she said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. That's your confession. Well, Pastor, what, what about those 12 years of losing blood, lost all of her money, and all those, all those doctors gave her up for dead? She majored on her confession and not on her situation. We spend too much time talking about the mountain instead of talking to the mountain. And she said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be. She's not wishing. There's no wishing. There's no hoping. That's all out the window. She says, I'm going to get it. So here's the throng. There's a throng of people around Jesus and he's going and it says somehow, some way, she snuck up behind him. <laughs> now you got to know that he's with Jairus, the roller, and they're going to Jairus's house because his 12-year-old daughter's dying. Jairus could have said, hush, he's with me. But it says as soon as she touched the hymn, as soon as her confession, her confession, as soon as it touched the hymn of that garment, it said, Jesus stopped. And then probably Peter was right there on his shoulder and he said, Peter, someone touched me. And Peter, Jesus, you got to be joking. Everybody's touching you. He said, touch, boy, tika ma soto. Someone touched me with a conviction and made virtue come out of my body. The very life of God, because of her confession, was sucked out of the very presence of God. And Jesus said, I felt the virtue of God leave my body. He said, daughter, (laughs) 
says she was healed and whole the same self time. Amen. Pastor, why are you doing all this? We live or die by our confession. When we confess, I've written down, I've written down several things. When we confess, I think about Abraham. Yeah. You know, we're thinking that all these stuff happened because they were really special people. Uh, you know, Abraham. Well, yeah, pastor, that was Abraham. Look at there, the father of faith. The Bible says he was given a promise. Amen. Abraham was. But the Bible tells us that Abraham staggered not at the promise of God, but was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was surely able to perform it. Mm. Life and death is in the power of of the tongue. Amen. When we say I can instead of I can't, I can wins, I can't loses. When we say I will instead of I won't, I will wins. I wins. wins. <laughs> I win wins. Amen. Now here we can't have dual confessions. The Bible says that by his stripes I am healed. What's my confession? Come on now. You still feel bad? You still have symptoms? Huh? But the Bible says you're healed. Amen. That's what I confess. Amen. But, but, Pancer, you have stage four cancer. By his stripes, I am healed. But, Pastor, where, where, where's the reality? The reality is in the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah. It's not in the world system. The reality is that by my stripe, by His stripes, I'm healed. How can you say that, Pastor? Well, because I've done read it in His Word. And by His stripes, I am healed. Uh, Let me let's look at some of these. Our confession turns impossibilities into realities. Our confession turns hardships into blessings. Our confession turns failures into victories. Our confession. Our 
Our confession returns rejection into reconciliation. Wow. Thank you, Lord. If we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, all the blessings of God become ours. I like, uh, I do this all the time, but I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Some, someone may have walked into this church one way. They're going to walk out another way. Because we said that prayer, if you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord with your mouth, and you believe that Jesus Christ, I mean, that God raised him from the dead. I want you to get a picture of this. You walked in here one way, and you're going to leave another way. When you said that prayer with your heart, the Bible says, with, with my heart, you have a rap sheet. What's rap stand for? Report of something you did? What's rap stand for? REP. Rap sheet. What's it stand for? Someone that went to jail, tell me. <laughs> what's that mean, Jack? <laughs> Report. What's it mean? Prosecution. 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 Rap. R-A-P. It means I've got a, I've got a sheep of my history of my, my crimes, right? Chris? Okay. Okay. I thought Jack would know that, but he didn't know that. <laughs> so it says, since I confessed with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, old things are passed away. Amen. Behold, all things are become new. Okay, look at, look at what happened. Look at what happened. So my rap sheet if I confess you, Pastor, I don't, I don't need to give you a whole bunch of money. I don't need to Serve in the church, go back and work with those kids for 10 months. I don't, no, no. If you confess with your mouth. Our confession brings possession. Who's got a, who's got a checkbook real close? Now, I need to get someone else's. I need to get someone else's checkbook. Let's just pretend. Let's pretend this checkbook is not Robin's. This checkbook declares that she ain't got no money, honey. It's written in ink. This checkbook that there's X amount of, max of dollars and there ain't enough in here to do what they need to do. 
that's factual. Amen? Are you understand what I'm saying? Your checkbook, is it overflowing? Huh? No, it ain't. But the Bible says, my God shall supply. Hmm. <laughs> See, what this looks like is in the realm of that old life. See, Jesus said, I am in this world, but I'm not of it. We have a different system that we live under. And what this checkbook says is of the world. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. Because what I'm of is my God said, there's more than enough in there, Jack. Amen. But the world says, but I got to pay my rent. I got to pay my car insurance. And I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this checkbook and it's not in there. They, I mean, I, 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 Lord, I need $400. It ain't in there. The way I'm looking at it. But God said, I'll provide. Amen. You have more than enough. Amen. God says, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. Folks, if it was easy to get to this place, we'd all be there. Come on. But I'm telling you, it's a step Come on. to start confessing God's word over your life rather than what the world is thrown at you. Amen. Again, if it was easy, we'd all be doing it. I confess that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I confess that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I confess that no weapon formed against me can prosper, no evil, no plague can drive my dwelling place. I confess greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. What's your confession? Come on. I am the redeemed. Thank you, Lord. I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm able. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. Again, the whole Christian life is based on that statement. Amen. If I confess with my mouth, life and death is the power of the tongue. And they that possess it shall eat the fruit of their... their a man's belly is satisfied by the fruit of his lips. Amen. And when I, when I speak God's word, my belly, my inner man is strengthened by that. Amen? Amen? We have a good confession. I confess that I'm the top, not the bottom. I, can, I confess I can do all things through Christ. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So see, some of us, we're going to walk out here different than we walked in. Guilt, shame, all that is gone. Because our confession is, oh, Jesus. Here's one. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Wrap your brain around that. You don't feel righteous. You don't look righteous. You don't act righteous. But the word says, I don't really give a big rat's what you think. The Bible says you are made righteous before God because of what Jesus Christ did. So I can start saying, well, I am the righteousness of God. And not based on what I feel. Wow. You got that? You writing that down? Good. <laughs> You're good. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I am who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. Yes, ma'am. You're on. Okay. I was just going to say, as you were saying that, I'm reminded, many of you might not know who he is, but R.W. Schambach. Anybody remember R.W. Schambach? His great saying was, you don't have any problems. What you need is faith in God. And if you, that is such a true statement. And if you will observe when you're watching the news, when you're seeing things going on, Every problem, every protest, every disagreement, everything out there is because people don't have faith in God. They're not exercising faith in God. They don't either don't know about it or they know when they're not doing. So the answer to all the problems are, is faith in God. Thank you, Lord. 